Well, thank you, Russ. It's great to be back in the studio at the MSU Today microphone. And it's a great pleasure to interview our next guest. She is Dr. Kelly Mellenbaugh. She's the Dean of the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Just recently appointed Dean after over a year as Interim Dean. The first woman to head the College of Ag and Natural Resources since MSU's founding in 1855. You know, that'd be about 167 years. She's also a professor in the Department of Fisheries and Wildlife uh, in the College of Ag and Natural Resources. Kelly, first, heartiest congratulations. Thank you. And welcome Thank to you. MSU Today. Okay, Kelly, uh, let's start. Uh, let's give the listeners a snapshot of who you are, a little bit of background. Uh, you're a Wisconsin native, but tell us more. Thank you. And it's really, it's so nice to see you again and to be back in this space with you. Uh, I actually am a native of the state of Wisconsin. I grew up there and did my undergraduate degree at Ripon College and then came to Michigan State uh, University with every intention of being here for two years. Uh, I was here to pursue a master's degree and then hopefully would move out into working with an agency and got the opportunity to stick around. I had an individual who was a huge advocate and said, how about staying on for a PhD? And we'll get you some experience working with a federal agency. And so I thought, well, I think I can get through those comprehensive exams. Um, and then about two years into my PhD, I was offered a tenure stream faculty position. And the idea behind it was as soon as I finished my PhD, I'd roll into that position. And then I've never left. And I there's a reason for that. I've had opportunities to go elsewhere. But Michigan State University, what it offers, the people that are here have always pulled me back. And it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure for me to be here and an incredible honor for me to be the dean of the College of Ag and Natural Resources. Now, uh, your, your doctorate and master's are in fisheries and wildlife, but you took sort of a different research angle. You looked a lot at the research related to undergraduate or education and, and how to do that best in the natural resources arena, right? Yes, that's correct. I actually started, I'm trained as a wildlife biologist, and after I went through promotion and tenure, so when I became an associate professor with tenure, I decided that I was really more interested in a different kind of wildlife, and that's our students, and understanding what motivates them. Why do they choose to come into different disciplines? Why were they leaving? And then that led into more um, interest in wanting to understand how can we create the best kinds of programs for our students. They're our future. We owe it to them because they chose to come here, and that's why I get the pleasure of being a faculty member and administrator how can we give them the best opportunities possible? So that then led into more work around the scholarship of teaching and learning, and that's where my passion space has been. Well, teaching and learning, a lot of folks who would look at Michigan State University and the various colleges would be familiar with teaching and learning. However, the College of Ag and Natural Resources is a little bit more complex than the other colleges on campus. How would you explain the College of Ag and Natural Resources to listeners who may not be familiar with how it's structured? Yes. The, the, when you said it's complex, it's complex and complicated, but it's complex and complicated in really exciting ways. And what I mean by that is if you first just look at the diversity of the college, the diversity of the degrees that we offer, we offer anything from animal science, plant soil microbial sciences, to construction management and interior design and packaging, fisheries and wildlife, forestry. So it's a very diverse place to be able to work. And then it's more diverse because ag bio research, or our equivalent of the experiment station, and MSU Extension are a part of the college as well. 
So we have that true three-legged stool of teaching, research, outreach, extension, all a part of our college. And we have many, many stakeholders who really value the work that's being done and want to engage with us. And so we have people on campus that we work very closely with, but we also have a lot of constituents off campus who are critical to the work that happens within our college. So maybe in a nutshell, whereas maybe the College of Arts and Letters, uh, they do outreach, research, and teaching, but they don't have organizational entities that are devoted to one of those three legs of the three-legged stool. Yeah, when you think about, so I'm going to tell a little bit of a story. We we talk about the state of Michigan as being the second most diverse agricultural state behind California. Um, we've changed that a little bit, and I this is not ours. We didn't come up with this, but a colleague of ours at Greenstone uh, Farm Credit did. And the new way we're talking about it is that Michigan is the most diverse agricultural state with a reliable source of water. And when you think about the diversity of the agricultural crops, they have organizations who work to make sure that the research and the extension gets out to the people in the communities. And so those are very important partners with us. When we think about our commodity groups, they are um, with us as we set research priorities. They are with us as we think about how to get information out to their constituents and also as we talk about workforce development and how can we rethink the ways in which maybe we design a curriculum to meet the needs that they have to get people back out into their areas. I'm talking with Dr. Kelly Mellenbaugh, who's the Dean of the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources at Michigan State University. Kelly, you've mentioned stakeholders two or three times. Uh, when you use the word stakeholders in the College of Ag and Natural Resources, first of all, uh, what does that mean exactly? And give us some idea of the scope. Uh, I can't remember the numbers, but they're in the hundreds. Yes. I look at stakeholders very broadly. I look at stakeholders to include not only our alumni and our donors, but also the constituent groups that we work with through our commodity partners, through folks in the legislature, et cetera. I think one of the things that uh, is really important for us is when we think about agriculture, we see Michigan State University advancing the work of ag and natural resources across the state. But we have to do that in close partnership with the people who are on the ground. And those would include folks within our commodity groups, within the state agencies, within the federal agencies, et cetera. We don't do it by ourselves. So, for examples of stakeholders, these commodity groups could range anywhere from the Michigan Pork Producers Association to the charter boat captains. Absolutely. And we also include, we've got essentially partnerships with state agencies like the DNR with our Partnership for Ecosystem Research and Management on the natural resources side of things. So we have many, many partnerships in very uh, diverse aspects of the college. You know, I remember, well, uh, the stakeholders can present challenges from time to time, but when push comes to shove, uh, they're right there with us in a lot of important ways. Let's talk about one of those important ways uh, a huge announcement, multi-million dollar announcement uh, that will affect greenhouses and dairy here on campus. Tell us more. We are so uh, thrilled and so honored to be able to have received the $53 million from the state of Michigan. That's $53 million. $53 million from the state of Michigan to help support um, renovations of the greenhouse and the dairy. And both of those entities are out of date and antiquated. And it is important if we are going to be on the cutting edge of research, teaching, outreach extension in those areas, our facilities have to be 
current and they have to be cutting edge. And our goal is to get those spaces into that current and cutting edge space. But what really matters is the ask that came to the state of Michigan is not an ask from Michigan State University. It came from our partners. So those individuals within our respective commodity groups working together, Farm Bureau and Greenstone and a whole host of different entities really making the ask on behalf of Michigan agriculture. And MSU happens to be the beneficiary of those funds because the work that will happen at the greenhouse and dairy will eventually make it out to the people of the state of Michigan. You know, one thing that's really neat about this, though, you're talking greenhouses and you're talking uh, dairy. So it's both the plant sciences and the animal sciences. It's sort of overarching a lot of our agriculture. Absolutely. We're, I'm excited to see where we're going to be able to go with this. I think one of the things that's also very exciting is we are keeping the dairy facility on campus, which is so important to be able to have that in close proximity to where our students and our researchers need to be. And obviously the greenhouses are on campus as well, but to get them up to speed and to be able to offer spaces where we can attract the best and the brightest to come here to MSU. Well, I have to mention this because of people listening to this who may be coming to campus for various events and what have you. Many know the ice cream store. Now, that dairy uh, research and dairy uh, uh, undergraduate teaching, they have something directly to do with that ice cream store, don't they? They absolutely do. <laughs> it was it was very difficult for us during COVID to have to close the ice cream store, and it was probably one you of the... You think it was tough on you. Yeah, <laughs> probably one of the happiest days when we finally were able to reopen the dairy store and make it available for people because it's such an icon of the, of the institution. And that's just one uh, sort of man- one small manifestation of the whole dairy program, for yes. sure. Uh, some other examples of stakeholder, uh, uh, maybe recent examples, of where the stakeholders have come to the table and uh, and supported the College of Ag and Natural Resources. You know, we have a lot of different places that we're working on, but one of the things that I think about in particular is some of the work that Jason Roundtree and his colleagues have been doing within regenerative agriculture and bringing some corporate partners in there. Another space that I want to acknowledge, too, is the corporate uh, partnership that the School of Packaging has created with many, many uh, corporate entities, in particular Amcor, which is a Swiss packaging company who has been responsible for the renovation of the building and for an endowed chair for that school. And those are the things that we're going to continue to pursue as a college, recognizing the corporate space is a bit untapped for us. And we've recently hired a new senior director of advancement and then also um, appointed one of our um, unit leaders as an assistant dean for corporate relations and strategy. So this is a big focal area for us moving forward. Yes. Yeah, that, I don't remember anything like that uh, in terms of a direct focus on, on corporate uh, relationships and what have you. Uh, you mentioned the packaging program. Uh, we could talk about a lot of uh, mm-hmm. nationally and internationally recognized programs, but that packaging school has been a top program in the United States for a long, long time. It is a wonderful program, and it's definitely a program that we are we have every intention of growing. We know that there is a high demand for students um, coming through that program, and that's something that I'm working very closely on with the school director to envision how we can grow the program, the number of faculty that are in there so that we can increase the student population as well. The industry is demanding of the... It, needing the students to come into the industry. 
We know that we're the top program. We are the only program that offers a PhD in packaging. And so we feel that we're very well positioned to really be not only a national leader, but a global leader. I'm talking about the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources with no one better to do that with than the dean, the new dean of the College of Ag and Natural Resources, Kelly Mellenbaugh. Uh, You mentioned we've been talking packaging. A lot of the stuff they do over in packaging has to do with sustainable packaging, sustainability, what's good for the environment. Uh, What about sustainability writ large in the College of Ag and Natural Resources? Sustainability is so important, and and it crosses every aspect of the work that we do in the college. And I'll just give a couple of examples. We obviously have a Department of Community Sustainability as an example, and that department right now is seeing a very significant increase in students uh, interested in pursuing areas of sustainability. But let's even take a look at the dairy as an example. Part of what we talked about at the dairy that has to be a huge piece of that dairy facility moving forward is sustainability. So how do we think about things like waste that comes off of the dairy? What do we do with it? We've talking about digesters as an example where we can put essentially manure in and then generate electricity out of that. And we have a faculty member in biosystems and ag engineering, uh, Dr. Wei Liao, who is looking at, can you create essentially energy coming off of those digesters that could then tap into electrical car, electric cars? But how do you scale that then? How do you take that so that you could put it out across the state of Michigan at different farms where you can now create charging stations across the state because of the location of where some of those dairy facilities are located? You know, speaking of sustainability, what's really interesting, and you can speak to this as well, sometimes these sustainability initiatives actually start with student input. And I think of the Recycling Center as an example. But College of Ag and Natural Resources students are front and center when it comes to some of those things. Absolutely. I think, selfishly, we have some of the absolute best students. I think one of the things that we see with our students, um, and it's probably, I don't know that it's changed over time. I think it is just more evident now is students are really making decisions about what they want to do with their careers based on what their passion areas are. So where they want to make a difference. And most students will recognize that food and water, sustainability, those are the things they want to be a part of. And those are the things that the College of Ag and Natural Resources engages in every single day. Another initiative that you've been a champion of for a long time, diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, I know the college has been doing some things along those lines for quite a while as well. Uh, Give us an update. This is an incredibly important space for not only the university, but for our college. And we we have made a lot of uh, strides within the diversity, equity, and inclusion space over the last couple of years with Quentin Tyler as our associate dean for DEI. But that doesn't mean we're done. And we have more work that we need to do. And in particular, addressing issues that are tied into, I think, um, different populations of students that are historically underrepresented. Uh, How do we create better relationships, better pathways for those students to want to come into ag and natural resources and be successful? And it's not just about the students. It's how do we ensure that we have a culture and an environment and a sense of community that not only wants to welcome people in from various backgrounds, but we want to keep them as a part of our community. We're working on that, but we have more work to do, and I'm excited that we're going to keep working 
in those spaces, not only in the department, but also in the college as well. And that'll likely be a big part of our strategic plan that we're going to really start working on in earnest in the, in the coming months. And you mentioned the college, uh, not only uh, academic programs, what have you, but I recall the work that uh, MSU Extension did uh, during the Flint water crisis, for example, in, in that community and some of the research that's going on in, in the general area of uh, diversity. Absolutely. And Extension also has been working a lot with the Native American communities and uh, have some grants in that area. And our hope is when we were out, uh, uh, the director of Extension, the director of AgBio, myself, and in some cases our then provost, uh, we spent the summer doing a Meet Michigan tour where we were visiting people from locations across the state of Michigan. And we were very purposeful in our conversations around the Native American communities and how we can do a better job engaging in those spaces. What are some highlights in terms of new initiatives or ongoing initiatives? So I might change the question slightly because I think it's something that's kind of on the top of my mind and the thing that probably keeps me awake and and causes me the most, um, I don't know if worry is the right word. We are successful as a college if the culture and the community are um, strong and supportive of the individuals that are within our community. Something that I am hopeful for is I want the College of Ag and Natural Resources to be a destination place for our students, our staff, and for our faculty. That happens when we create a culture that is welcoming and that values those individuals coming to the table every day, sharing their ideas, their thoughts, and then the rest of it can happen around all of that. So a big priority space for me is how do we continue to ensure that the culture that we're creating in our units creates a sense of community that is supportive and welcoming of everybody who wants to be a part of it. That's probably the number one priority because other things will follow as a result of that. We've already talked about some of our engagement within the corporate space, and that's going to be a big priority for us. And obviously the work of getting those renovations done on the greenhouse and the dairy and some of the work on the packaging, uh, building, et cetera, those will be high priority areas over the next couple of years for us as well. One thing uh, you've alluded to, uh, and maybe we can hit directly, uh, for a long time the College of Ag and Natural Resources was, frankly, uh, viewed as sort of a silo. In the last, I'd say, 20, 30 years, uh, the college has done a much a better job of reaching out across the campus, mm-hmm. a lot of collaboration with other colleges on campus. I'm sure you're going to continue that work. Absolutely, without a doubt. When I think about the, the problems or the challenges or the questions that we deal with in ag and natural resources, they're not just ag and natural resources issues or concerns. We have to be reaching out in places like the College of Vet Med, where we work with them on a variety of issues, or even within human medicine. If you think about human health issues and you think about food, those are absolutely interconnected with one another. We're also right now working on um, the chair in ethics, and that is a partnership and a relationship with the College of Arts and Letters. So I don't see any of the work that we do in ag and natural resources being siloed. If we are not reaching out to people from different disciplines, we are doing a disservice to the work that we do in ANR and um, across the state. And I know some of your faculty, a good many faculty, and also a good many researchers have joined appointments uh, in 
in not only the College of A, but other colleges on the Michigan State campus. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I've learned as a part of that is I've, we've learned how to do those much better. Obviously, when you first start them, you hit a lot of road bumps along the way. But um, we have worked really hard to make sure that we have better understandings of what it means for the faculty member, um, how they need to engage in both of the spaces that they might be. But we also have the the Partnership for Ecosystem Research and Management that I talked about before, which is a partnership with the state agency. And how do we make sure that we're meeting the needs that they have as well? Again, those are going to still be critical and important parts of what we do. Um, but we've learned a lot and improved them a lot as well. If parents and high schoolers are listening to this interview, why should they take a long, hard, and serious look at the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources? The first thing that I would say is that there seems to be something for everyone in the College of Ag and Natural Resources. When I was over meeting with the Green Line team, the student callers that call on behalf of the college, I asked the question, how many of you like to eat? How many of you like to have clean drinking water? And of course, all the hands went up. And I said, those are the kinds of things that we work on in the College of Ag and Natural Resources. Join us, be a part of us. But I do think that probably the biggest hidden secret that we have is people don't know of all of the diversity that happens within our college and the different ways in which students can come in um, to programs, whether it's the two-year certificate program where we have partnerships with 12 community colleges, whether it's four-year degree, master's, or PhD, there's a space for just about anybody. And for those who want to learn more, you have an excellent communications team. You have a robust website. You have uh, Futures Magazine. You, there are a lot of things that people can consult to learn more about the College of Ag and Natural Resources. Absolutely. One of the things that we're trying to encourage everybody in the college to do is not be so humble and to talk about all of the great work that's happening, whether it's on the student side, the staff side, the faculty, research extension. Uh, we know that we're doing really good things, but we need to also make sure other people know of all the good things we're doing. Well, I was really looking forward to this interview, and it's certainly been enlightening. I've been talking with Dr. Kelly Mellenbaugh, the Dean of the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources at Michigan State University. Kelly, thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.